What's going on, everybody? My name is Seth Askelson, and thank you for joining me here on Locked on Coyotes as the Arizona Coyotes have picked up yet another big win, and the Coyotes are uh, in a spot where didn't think that they would be uh, a few days ago. Um, after losing three in a row, they lost to uh, the Wild and the Columbus Blue Jackets, two teams kind of faltering towards the bottom of the standings. But they come back and they beat uh, the last two Stanley Cup champions on back-to-back -back nights. So uh, this Coyotes team is an anomaly in, in terms of it's – you're not sure what they are, right? I think right now it's fair to say that this is a team that plays to the level of their competition for better or for worse. So the Coyotes, though – what matters the most is they did get the two points in St. Louis on Tuesday night, and we'll talk about that as uh, really the first game that I felt that the Coyotes had really gotten just outplayed. I mean, they they looked tired. It was a uh, it's kind of a, a weird uh, a weird spot for them uh, coming into St. Louis. It was kind of a long flight. Um, they get on the tarmac. They had to wait about two and a half hours. Didn't get to the hotel till about three, three thirty. This is all reports from uh, different outlets. Uh, Fox Sports Arizona's crew of Tyson Nash, Matt McConnell, Craig Morgan reported on it. So it was a long evening or a long morning, really, for them and a team that definitely looked tired. I, I will say that they looked a little gassed, but uh, they found a way to battle. They found a way to win. And uh, they did it again in a shootout. And I think that's where you saw a team hold on for dear, for dear life, right? I, they, they know they're close to the end of these wacky road trips, at least for a little bit. Again, when they come home, they don't leave uh, the mountain time zone for a while. They'll go to Vegas, they'll go to San Jose, uh, and go to L.A. But outside of that, they don't travel very much away from Glendale so all they got to do I think they understand just take a deep breath get the road trip over with and um, they've gotten four of six right so even if they do go into Minnesota and don't find a way to win um, the Coyotes are uh, at least right now on this road trip on a, a good pace and I uh, have four of six points take a look at this evening's game and um, I think both teams I wouldn't say are tired but uh, both teams are, are physical they aren't afraid to get into the corner I don't think that's the type of game the Coyotes like to play but if they have to do it they will they had to do it against the Blues tonight they had to do it a little bit against the Capitals though the Capitals brought a lot more speed but uh, a lot of penalties in this game at least in terms of the stick checking, the kind of the hard hits, the high hits. Um, Labushkin got a tripping in the first. In the second period, delay a game. Uh, illegal hit to the head by Sammy Blay. Justin Falk trips Carl Soderberg. Goligoski trips Sunquist. Too many men on the ice. So a lot of uh, stick infractions and kind of a lot of uh, mental errors. Again, the puck over the glass uh, can be tough, right? guy bearing down on you you're trying to get it away especially with how hard those guys can get rid of the puck sometimes it just goes sailing but um, kind of a wacky game in in that sense where a little sloppy with with the penalties not you know the penalties aren't a lot of fighting and 
all that. Just kind of a lot of uh, stick infractions and delay game with too many men on the ice. Uh, but, again, it, when you take a look at this box score, it fits perfectly, right? Jaden Schwartz excuse me, scores uh, first, 17-13 in. Keller ties the game in his hometown at 647 in the second. Uh, Colton Pareko scores at 1541. And then Connor Garland with the game tire on the power play at 558 of the third. So not a ton of crazy action. Uh, a lot of bodies banging around down in the corners. Uh, a lot of dump and chase. I think the Coyotes were okay playing that game. They didn't want to use all the energy in the tank to try and pick up uh, that victory. Again, they would have if they had to, but I think they were trying to conserve a little bit. Um, still got a game in Minnesota, and the Coyotes uh, sorely outshot, outshot 35 to 22, including 16 to six in that middle frame, and it it almost feels like justice for the Coyotes, a team that has outshot a lot of opponents, put the pressure on, had the opportunities, sometimes just couldn't put those opportunities away, and. Uh, so the other opposing team goalie stole them a game, stole games from them. Well, uh, the Coyotes do the same thing to the defending Stanley Cup champions. Darcy Kemper was fantastic. He made 33 saves. And, again, it just feels like justice, right? It, it felt like the Coyotes should have won opening night. felt like they should have beat Boston in their home opener. Uh, just games where you felt that they outshot teams and outchanced teams and, and got denied by some hot goaltenders. Coyotes kind of... The beneficiary beneficiaries of that type of game, and that's the one the Coyotes needed, right? For all the hard work they've put in, for all the travel. Again, last week, crumple up, throw it in the trash. Don't even worry about it, especially with the way this week has started. It's crazy to think, right? So, the Coyotes get three out of eight points last week. You th you figure they could have got a lot more, but okay, you've already got half your points for the week. You get Minnesota Thursday, get Calgary on Saturday at home. If you find a way to split the final two games, you've gotten six points, six of eight potential points in a week. That's a really good recovery, and you get uh, nine points over uh, 16, 16 points over the last two weeks, the last eight games. That's not bad, right? Again, you don't feel great about it because you had leads in uh, five straight games. And you lost them all, and especially the last two hurt against uh, two of the worst teams in the National Hockey League. But for the Coyotes right now, it's about what's ahead. They get their chance at revenge against Minnesota on Thursday on the road, a chance to steal one in their building. And for the Coyotes, I think it's it, it's about time for them to get back home. You can tell that team is tired. You can tell they're a step behind. You can tell they're just... They're laying it out there, right? And I don't want to make it sound like, oh, they're tired and they're not playing hard. No, this team is playing hard. I, A team that is playing their heart out, I think, understands what happened last year where they left some points on the table early on. Don't, don't want to fall into that trap again. Don't want to fall into that situation again. So they are battling. They are grinding. They are winning battles when they have to. They're picking up the key goals, which is something that didn't happen last year. The key goals when the Coyotes needed it, did not show up. They're starting to show up now. The game tires, the ability to push games to overtime if they have to, win in shootouts. So for the Coyotes, uh, a really good pace right now. I think a good trend for them. 
a good recovery from what happened last week, and we'll see if it continues on. Still got two more games, a chance to beat Minnesota, a chance to get revenge against Calgary too. So a couple of revenge games this week for the Coyotes, and we'll see if they can get up for those. Take a look at some news and notes from this game. Uh, obviously a lot to talk about. Um, as always, Craig Morgan, fantastic reporter, covers the Coyotes for The Athletic. Uh, some of the things that kind of he he was able to report on and, um, you know, just uh, – a lot of uh, a lot of excitement in that Coyotes locker room, and very understandable. Got a chance to talk to Clayton Keller, who um, said, "quote uh, such a special feeling." Um, scored the game, uh, scored a goal, um, got a win. It's his childhood hometown. It's where he made his NHL debut a couple years ago, and uh, really good for Clayton Keller. He's a lot of criticism. Aimed at him early on, not shooting the puck often, maybe not getting the key goal. He's playing really well, especially in that playmaker role, but he's starting to score the puck a little bit, and I think you're starting to see Clayton Keller really develop into that uh, complete offensive NHL player. Um, Connor Garland excited. Um, and uh, the quote that Craig, Craig, Craig Morgan tweeted out, we had a road trip where we let some points go and then came home and didn't get any points, so we need those two, these two wins, end quote. I think that's the sentiment a lot of people that watch this team and cover the team and follow the team feel. I think, yeah, they let a lot of points go, um, and there's never free points in the NHL, but it doesn't get any freer than uh, two teams – struggling to find their identity after um, especially Columbus, right? I mean, Columbus had gone to the playoffs, took down the Lightning, and I know they lost their two best players, but still struggling to find their identity. Uh, the Wild did not look good against the Kings tonight. They lost, and so the Coyotes needed those two wins, and they got them. Um, and Rick Tockett uh, saying, quote, uh, he was excellent about Clayton Keller. Um I think it was just uh, the fact that this Coyotes team, I think, again, like we talked about earlier, they're, they're showing the fight. They're showing that they're not going to back down. It's not a team that's just going to go away. They're not going to feel sorry for themselves. And it it goes back to a, a head coach like Rick Tockett. It's a guy who played back in the, the 90s and played in that era where you know, hacking was legal and you could hold guys up and no two-line pass and very grind it down, slow it down, kind of wear teams out type of game. And there was no quit in that type of game. And he I, he doesn't let his guys quit. Not, again, not that any NHL coach necessarily lets his guys quit, but uh, Rick Tockett, you could definitely tell that uh, those guys like playing for him. They're not going to quit on him. They're not going to coast for him. Another hard-fought win, um, a big stat, and this was tweeted out from the Arizona Coyotes' uh, Twitter feed, and it was uh, thrown on a broadcast. The first team to beat the last two Stanley Cup champions on the road in consecutive days in NHL history. Uh, there were 69 previous occurrences, and the Coyotes able to pick up that nice accomplishment and defeat the last two Stanley Cup champions on the road in consecutive days. Uh, and that's a win that 
could jump start this team. A team, again, down on their luck last week, go on the road, beat not only the last two Stanley Cup champions, but the two best teams in the league right now, the two hottest teams in the league. They snapped two different win streaks. How does this Coyotes team not feel energized? They get a day off tomorrow in terms of games. I Again, I don't know the practice schedule. we got to think that after everything that's happened uh, the last uh, eight days or so that they're going to get a, almost a true day off, just get a chance to relax a little bit, get back to work on Thursday, uh, and go right at Minnesota, a team that probably isn't feeling too good about themselves. Sure, they beat. Uh, Anaheim and Arizona on this last, last road trip, but they just dropped a game to the Kings. Now they got to go back home. Uh, things are getting a little tense in Minnesota, I think. I think the fan apathy is is starting to wear a little bit, and, and those fans are, are starting to feel upset, right? They doled out those contracts to Ryan Suter and Zach Parisi back in 2012, and those haven't come to fruition in terms of any relative long-term playoff success, and it's, it looks like a wild team that is going to be in the middle of a rebuild. So a chance for the Coyotes to get home or get to Minnesota, pick up a win, and uh, get their revenge. I think they're going to learn from what happened last time and uh, then get a chance to get back home and get their revenge against Calgary. So uh, interesting time for Arizona, a chance to jumpstart their season again. And not that they were down in the dumps and, it's not like they were the Sharks, who the Sharks won again tonight. Uh, very impressive. That's their fourth in a row. But it's not that they got buried early in the standings and needed to start making up a bunch of games. It's they lost a couple tough ones and now a chance to jump back and, and get things going again. Excuse me. Another interesting stat from uh, NHL Public Relations Twitter, the Arizona Coyotes. Snapped an opponent's win streak of six-plus games in consecutive nights. Washington uh, going into last night had a six-game winning streak. St. Louis, seven. And this marks the second time in Coyotes-Jets history in which they did the exact same thing in the same season. Uh, the 80-45 Jets did that when they snapped Edmonton's eight-game, then the Kings' seven-game win streak. So Coyotes are streak snappers, and... Uh, any team on a win streak, beware. I mean, you take a look um, at a, a team like the Calgary Flames, who, again, another team I don't think struggled as mightily as they did, or as a team like the Sharks did, but I don't think they got off to the start that they wanted to. You heard Bill Peters, after they defeated the Coyotes uh, last Tuesday, was not happy. He was not happy at all with the way that, that went down and you know he said basically if if guys think that that's that's the way we're going to win games from here on out that it's they're wrong and we've got to have a lot of talks but uh, right now Calgary they're on a three-game point streak that started with uh, the Coyotes uh, with them coming back on the Coyotes beat the Devils took down or uh, went to overtime with the Blues, but prior to that, um, they had beat Nashville. They had uh, beat Columbus. So um, a team that has gotten point a lot of points recently and all of a sudden kind of nip it on the heels as well. So the Coyotes, being the streak snappers they are, they could snap that point streak as well. So 
again, the Coyotes have the day off tomorrow, so no uh, Coyotes action for you lovely folks. But uh, what do you do when you get home, right? Did you have a long day at work, a tough day at school? Maybe you're getting stuck in the office. Couldn't Had to convince the boss to let you out a little early to watch the game tonight, and they're going to make you stay a little bit later. Well, you know what you can do? You can treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. DoorDash, it's easy. It connects you to your favorite restaurants in your city. Is it Glendale? Is it Phoenix? The Valley? It's a big valley, right? Scottsdale, Gilbert, Tempe, Phoenix itself. Uh, surprise, we're recording here at the gorgeous uh, Ottawa University, Arizona uh, press box. You can have DoorDash delivered any in any city, and even if you're listening around the, uni- the gorgeous United States. And ordering, it's easy. You open up the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be delivered to you wherever you are. Not only is your favorite pizza joint already on DoorDash, but there are over 340,000 restaurants. Yeah, 340,000 restaurants in 3,300 cities. So you might even find a new favorite, too. With door-to-door delivery in all 50 states and Canada, order from your local to-go's or choose your favorite restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, the Cheesecake Factory, any big chain you can think of. Um, and you don't, you don't have to worry about dinner. Let the dinner come to you with DoorDash. Right now, you, which is our listener, can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code LOCKEDON. That's right, $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter promo code Locked On. Again, one last time for you, that's promo code Locked On for $5 off from your first order of $15 or more from of DoorDash. And now, as we always do here on Locked On Coyotes, take a look around the National Hockey League. Again, a busy Tuesday night in, in Arizona. It's uh, technically on mountain time, so sometimes a little strange to see games uh, going on at 11 o'clock at night, and that's exactly what was happening. Um, as, uh, those late games here in Arizona, the Kings take down the Wild 3-1. to one. They each have matching 6-11-1 records. Sharks win again. They beat the Oilers 6-3. to three. Brent Burns, Evander Kane, Patrick Marlowe all scored in the first. Goodrow and Hurdle in the second. And Timo Meyer gets his fifth of the year in the third. Dreisaitl, Cassian, and Gagne, the goal scorers for the Oilers. The Panthers, who were down 4 to nothing, entering the third period. Good goals from Ekblad, Vetrano, Mike Hoffman, and Keith Yandel. And then win in the shootout over the Boston Bruins in Beantown 5-4. to four. The Canadiens beat the Blue Jackets in the shootout as Brendan Gallagher and Thomas Tatar score in the third period for Montreal. And Zach Wierenski actually scored at 18.07 for the Blue Jackets to take the lead. And then at 19.19, Thomas Tatar able to tie the game and eventually win in the shootout for Montreal. Capo Caco with a disgusting goal. Uh, mostly set up by Adam Fox, who looked off a lot of uh, white sweaters and just slipped it over to Kako as the Rangers get two goals from Capo Kako. And Adam Fox scores one himself in the first period, and they beat the Penguins 3-2 to two in overtime. The Avalanche, Adam Warner, who uh, thrown into action as Frank Kuz got hurt, uh, 
about 34 seconds in, I think, 36 seconds in. And Werner, 40 saves for uh, shutout in his first NHL action. Over the Jets, Kale McCarr, Nathan McKinnon twice, and Jonas Donskoy all score for Colorado. The Canucks finally get off the schneid. They beat Nashville 5-3. to Tanner Pearson scores. Pedersen scores twice in the third period. Pearson adds another one, and Adam Gaudet scores for Vancouver over for Nashville. Yarn Kronk, Grantland, and Forsberg, the goal scorers for the Predators, who are now at 9-6-3. and And a final in overtime. I got a chance to watch the end of this one as the Red Wings get a goal from Dylan Larkin at 19-23 to tie the game. And Cholowski scores at 2-0-4 in overtime as the Red Wings come back and take down the Ducks 4-3. Hornick and Athanasiu score for the Red Wings in the second period. All the goal scoring done pretty much in the second period. The Ducks score all three in the second as well. Silverberg, Mara, and Fowler each get goals for Anaheim. And on the NHL website, sometimes the uh, stats don't get updated right away. So uh, not going to break down. Actually, it looks like the NHL site did get them updated prior to jumping on the air. And I think they were waiting for the official stats from the conclusion of the Los Angeles-Minnesota game. Uh, Everything finally updated here. So taking a look at the most recent standings is about a half hour ago. Uh, East doesn't shift too much in the Metro. Uh, Washington, the Islanders, Philadelphia all having nights off. Uh, So those three stay the same. Boston, a tough loss for them against Florida. But they do pick up a point. They have 26. Montreal, their winner, gets them to 23. And the Florida Panthers with another win. They've won two straight. They have 23 points as well. Pittsburgh, they get themselves an overtime loss point. So they're at 22. Toronto with the night off stands at 22 as well. Carolina just on the outside looking in 21 points. So they did slaughter the Ottawa Senators last night. Uh, Buffalo right behind them. They have 20 points, but they've lost four in a row. Uh, rounding it out, Tampa and New York with 18 points. Columbus with 16. Detroit, uh, they've won three in a row. They have 15 points. New Jersey has 14. And the Senators sit in last place, 13 points for Ottawa in the West. St. Louis or in the cent- in the West, but starting the Central, St. Louis picks up a point. They're at 28. Colorado with their win gets to 24 points. Nashville and regulation loss halts them at 21. In the Pacific, the Coyotes, two straight wins over the last two Stanley Cup champions has jumped them into second place in the Pacific at 24. They sit two points behind Edmonton, who lost tonight. Vancouver is at 23 points with their win. They finally get off the schneid as well. Calgary at 23 as well. The Vegas Golden Knights sit at 21, tied with Winnipeg for what would be the final wild card spot. Anaheim, 20 points. Uh, they're Struggling, I think they're starting to come back to earth a little bit. Dallas at 18. San Jose, their winners are four straight. Now they're at 17 points. That team always dangerous, always well coached. And uh, that's a team that, again, I didn't think they were going to get kept down for very long. Clearly not. They've won four in a row. They're creeping back up the standings. Chicago at 16 points. And with L.A.'s win over Minnesota, they tie the Wild 6-11-1. Both have 13 points for last place. In the Western Conference. Again, appreciate you joining me here on the show today. 
My name is Seth Askelson. You can follow me on Twitter at S-A-S-K-E-L-S-O-N-9-6. Once again, that is at S-A-S-K-E-L-S-O-N-9-6. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O underscore Coyotes. That is at L-O underscore Coyotes. Tomorrow, some updates, uh, day off. Try and jump around and uh, find some good comments, uh, some good content, maybe some uh, quirky stats so it can't get any quirkier than what we uh, saw tonight. So uh, the Coyotes, uh, again, big winners tonight. And uh, appreciate you guys listening in. Talk all things Coyotes coming tomorrow. Uh, but for now, again, appreciate you listening in. I hope you stay locked on, Coyotes.